Hey, welcome to the next installment of The Devil You Know, my new podcast. My name is Luke Holden. It's not terribly new anymore because I've already released two interviews. And at this point, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I have an authentic sex worker here today, an escort, and her name is... Darcy Clare. Hello, Darcy Clare. Thanks for coming. Anytime. And um, I think it goes without saying that that is not her real name. This is (laughs) an anonymous interview we're doing, pseudo-anonymous, because she's going to tell me a lot about herself, but you will never know her real name unless you find her and pay for her services, which, um, from what I understand, must be pretty good because you make a shitload of money, don't you? This is true. I love the free advertising. Yeah, yeah. So let's dive right in. Um, You are what we call now a sex worker. Okay. Sex worker, escort. So you have sex with men for money? Yeah. Okay. Do you have sex with women for money ever? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Do you you prefer one or the other? It depends. Um, Yeah, women make it easier. Uh, It just depends because there's crazy women too. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm bisexual, know. like, normally. Yeah, you're familiar. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah, I'm bisexual, so it's it's kind of, you know, a 50-50. Okay. Do you enjoy being with men more than women or vice versa? I've always said I'm more sexually attracted to women and more really? romantically attracted to men. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you had it your way, you'd marry a man and have a girlfriend. Yes. Never say never. It could happen. It's almost happened. One thing at a time. Or two, th- two things in this case. <laughs> so, the world is your oyster. There's no limits. I guess so. We are going to dive right in. How much money do you make? Usually I can get paid anywhere from like $500 to $1,000 for a couple hours. Really? Yeah. Just a couple hours? Yeah. I don't do overnights. Okay. And how often do you do this? Do you do this multiple nights a week? Yeah. Usually I'll try and do maybe two nights of work a week and try and do multiple dates in one day. Really? Okay, so you're busy. I'm busy. That's awesome. Last week was impossible. I was working every day. You're busier than most of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, the reward is very high. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And how did you get into this line of work? So uh, it was with my first boyfriend. Okay. And he was like a little bit older um, and had kind of like bought videos online. And he was like familiar with the sex industry. And we had dated for a few years and we were trying to buy a house. And mm-hmm. we just needed the money. And I got into selling videos. So your boyfriend was okay with this? He wasn't okay with the videos. Okay, but at, you weren't having sex with men at the time? At, not at the time. Okay, gotcha. That was after I became single and there were no rules. Okay. And would he have been okay with that, do you think? Probably, yeah. Gotcha. He was very free love. Okay. And uh, who else knows about this then in your life other than myself? Because I've known you for a little over a month now, and it wasn't until the other night that you came to me and said, I actually do this for a living. Yeah. And why did you tell me this? We have a mutual friend. Yes, we do. And he introduced me to you because he knew that you do the podcast and like other writing stuff. And he was like, they would love to talk to you. Yeah. And so it's probably not something that I would have told you unless that had happened. Uh Well, I'm really happy you did. Thanks. I was fucking thrilled. I know you were. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is 60 minutes stuff. This you is really so great. Excited. I was very excited and I'm excited to have you here today. Um, so how long have you been doing this? Off and on since I turned 18. Okay. And how old are you now? I'm 20. You are? Yeah. Gotcha. Do you plan on doing this for a while? Yeah. Um, definitely something I've come to terms with recently is I just don't want to stop. Okay. Because there's always the guilt mm-hmm. that people kind of like give you where it's like, this is something to do when you need to do it. Yeah. But it's kind of just, I've tried other things. Like mm-hmm. I've had like a career um, and I just didn't like it as much. So you enjoy your job, obviously. I love it. You do. There's is, nothing better. Is that because you just, I mean, honestly, you really enjoy fucking? No, I don't love sex. I'm not like a very sexual person, which I think only benefits me. Really? Because I can check out. Okay. You know? Um, But yeah, I love making my own schedule. I make more money than most of my friends. I can work wherever I want. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So you're not a sexual person then? No. Not really? No. um, I've enjoyed sex. Like sometimes sex with the right person is amazing. Uh But most of the time, like sex is just like very mediocre compared to like a connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets redundant, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Like, sex most of the time is not thrilling anymore. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're getting paid a shitload of money for it, there's some thrill there. Yeah. Because then you think about the money and then you're turned on. Mm-hmm. But if you're having sex with someone who you just met and isn't paying you, then it's kind of like, man, I could be doing this and getting a lot more out of it. <laughs> well, I know some guys who would pay extra. 
So <laughs> yeah. this is a good networking opportunity for me. Some women too, actually. Yeah. Um, and I know that that is actually kind of a kink is paying for sex itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's something forbidden that people have. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously becoming a little bit more accepted, yeah. I think, in society. And it's it's definitely a power fantasy. Yeah. You want to feel powerful. You can hire these girls. They'll do whatever you want. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I get it. I'm, You know, I have a, a girlfriend who's an escort and she— um, obviously was an escort. She was a sugar baby and mm-hmm. she's making so much money that she started hiring girls because we all get off on so it. So we have a, a female pimp. Yes. Okay. Do we call them that anymore? No. <laughs> we don't. What do we call them? What's terminology? Sex workers. Sex workers. Okay. Yeah. Pimps like a, there's like a weird connotation there we don't like. Okay. Um, so not a pimp. No. A sex worker. Yes. Gotcha. And that covers like a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something before. I, I, I can't remember your exact phrasing a moment ago, but basically um, <clears throat> things that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, where are the limits is my question. Like, what will you not do? Like kink-wise? Just sex-wise. Um, I mean, there's like, there's a market for like sex workers that really enjoy like BDSM sex or uh-huh. like really like kinky sex. Um, and for me, it's just not worth it. Usually uh-huh. like the money's not worth it. They don't pay extra enough for what you have to like do. Yeah. Well, what kind of things? Um, just like heavy hitting, like leaving marks, um, on you or on them? On me. Okay. I would do anything. So you'd beat the shit out of a guy or a girl. Have you done that? Yes. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Well, um, that's something I can't really empathize with. Like I don't, when, when I'm having sex with somebody, I don't like getting the shit beat out of me or vice versa. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it per se. Exactly. I mean, I think that kinks and what have you and fetishes are subjective Mm -hmm. and it really interests me. It does um, because I'm not terribly outlandish sexually. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I enjoy sex as much as the next person, but I'm not going to bring a fucking stuffed buffalo into the room. You know, I would charge so much money for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Well, what will you not do? Like, I mean, are there positions you won't do? I mean, I I mean, is it like anal or blowjobs? What have you? I stay away from bodily fluids. You have to have a condom. You can't film me. Okay. Those are my hard limits. Those are like what I stay uh, like say to a new client. Gotcha. Um, nothing in public uh-huh. because already what I'm doing is illegal. I'm yeah. not going to get more arrested. Mm-hmm. Those are my hard limits. Um, but I've tried a lot of things. Like I'm about to get into stripping because I'm like wanting to like get into that world. Yeah. I sell videos. I sell pictures. Okay. I meet my clients. So you have an OnlyFans account then? I tried it. The thing with OnlyFans is that. Unless you already had an, like, online following on, like, Twitter or something, you're not really going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Like, the market's flooded. Uh-huh. And so it's not really worth it. It's more worth it to just, like, I sell to a lot of friends, and they tell their friends. Because, you know, you, like, meet someone, and you kind of, like, have a fantasy about them. It's nice. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see how much money these girls are making on OnlyFans. It's unreal. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Have you ever bought anything? No, I have not. I've not. <laughs> Does that mean I'm not part of the sexual revolution? I mean, you're doing this podcast, yeah, so you're uh-huh. doing your bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think I am, but no, I have never paid for an OnlyFans account. Uh, I know a few girls who have OnlyFans. Yeah. And I try to get them on here, but yeah. um, they're busy girls. Yeah. And quite honestly, I'm happy that I waited because I have an actual sex worker here, and that is so fucking cool to me. Thank you. It really, really is. Now, how do you feel about this general stigma around... Because obviously, for centuries, mm-hmm. whores have been whores. Prostitution, whatever you want to call it, has mm-hmm. been condemned, but it has flourished as a market. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's incredibly frustrating as a sex worker because everyone is obsessed with sex. Everyone uh-huh. wants it. You know, you Except on, you, obviously. Oh, like, think about what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, all of these guys follow all these, like, Instagram girls who are like, naked on their Instagram, are doing OnlyFans. But as soon as you, like, tell someone, like, this is what I do, then Uh it's not okay. People just don't want, like, the real-life relationship of it. I gotcha. They're very freaked out by it. Well, you're very human in and of yourself. Yeah. Um, You know, I think you defy the— I mean, I don't know what kind of fucking stereotype somebody would think when they meet what they call a hooker or a prostitute, you know what I mean? But they don't think of a sincere person Mm -hmm. who would sit— and have a conversation and furthermore say, I'm not that interested in sex, but I'm good at it enough that I can sell my body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's fascinating to me. I've wanted to unpack this psychology for a long time. I mean, that's why, like, why I think it's important that I talk about it so uh-huh. people can realize that it's it's normal people that you know. Yeah. I always say, like, 
any person knows a sex worker, whether you know it or not. Well, I sure as shit do now. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you do. <laughs> but I guarantee, I mean, you had only fans girls. You had them in your life before. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I know that they do that now. Yeah. Um, you didn't know before, maybe. No. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's really not that shocking. It more mm-hmm. just comes up in conversations. It's like, oh, that's what you do, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, I make a ton of money, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, but there's definitely this, like, mystique figure of these, like, girls in an alleyway yeah. kind of thing. Well, what's the weird—I mean, you say you won't do certain things you won't do overnight. What, what's the weirdest fucking place that you have ever banged a guy or a girl and been paid for it? I don't go anywhere crazy because you don't want to really put yourself in a situation where you're like, this place is weird. Yeah. Like, I go to hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nice. A yacht. That was sick. Really? Yeah. No shit. I love a boat guy. They're my favorite. That's awesome. So these guys have a lot of money. Not all of them, but some of them do. It's You never know. But as long as they have enough money to pay you, I don't really care. Okay. You know? Yeah. But there is, like, sometimes, like, you'll be with a guy and you realize, like, he doesn't have a ton of money. Uh-huh. And you're like, why are you spending it on this? <laughs> That's a whole other thing. I yeah. want to get that guy on my podcast. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. I'm fascinated. Uh-huh. So... Who else knows about this? Does your family know? My mom knows. Really? Yeah. What does she think? She's the most supportive person in my life. Is she really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we're we're very close. We're like the same person. But mm-hmm. definitely when I was younger, she was very like not sex positive and everything. And just the older I got, the more she like opened up with social media and everything, kind of like educating. Yeah. And she's recently divorced. And she so she came out of this like 14-year marriage or whatever with nothing. Like no money, like no status. Like he didn't give anything to her mm. and so we just it definitely opened her up to realizing like you can like marry for love or you can marry and get a lot more out of it do you want to get married one day to one of these guys sure that's kind of the end game to one of the guys that actually pays you yeah really it's not like my angle like i love the idea of love but it's like i also like the idea of just like power and money well who doesn't yeah yeah not everybody does sometimes you'll, i'll talk to my girlfriends and they'll be like just not interested in that yeah yeah, of course. Yeah. Until they turn 30. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to regret their, their marriages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh-huh. yeah, my mom knows. My older brother kind of knows, but he, like, doesn't want to, like, accept it or, yeah. like, talk about it. Um, obviously, my little brother doesn't know. He's, like, too young. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my close friends know. Including myself. Including you. And now it's, we are close friends. Yes. Yes. Besties. It's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where... It's not necessarily a secret. I just want to control when people find out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, usually people have a lot of questions, and it's not always something that I, like, want to have a big conversation about. Sure. So, I do have a lot of questions, obviously. Well, we're on a podcast now, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And you say you ultimately want to marry one of these guys. Sure. Yeah. So, do you you have an emotional connection with these men who pay you for sex then? Sometimes. Because there's— a lot of love and just wanting to take care of someone. Sure. And, you know, growing up, I didn't really, like, have that, which, uh-huh. like, it's so corny to say, like, it all goes back to child issues, but, like, it does. Um, there's just romance in someone, like, believing you and wanting to take care of you. Okay. And are these guys older than you most of the time? Yeah. I've never um, been with someone who was, like, within six years of my age. It's okay. not a thing. Sure. Um, how old are these? Because I actually saw one of these clients you of yours— what the did other you think? night when they picked, I, I mean, he was wearing a fucking mask. I he, couldn't he, really yeah, tell. Yeah, it covered most of his face. Yeah. He was handsome. I liked him. Was he? You see him pretty regularly? Me and him actually, like, didn't have a good time. Oh, right. why not? So I'm a writer. Uh-huh. And he was in the publishing industry. And on my, like, bio I use on the, on the site, I talk about how a big part of what I'm looking for more so than, like, escort services is someone to, like, mentor me and yeah. try and help me with publishing or my education. Sure. And he... When we had, like, talked, he was, like, very interested in um, mentoring. And he was like, I don't want anything transactional. I just want to, like, help, like, a young, like, woman that I believe in. Yeah. And then we met up that night. And, like, we went back to his apartment to, like, talk about the book. And he kind of, like, jumped me. And I was like— Wait, literally jumped you? Yeah, in the doorway. And I was like, this is— What did you do? I said, this isn't what we talked about. Like, I came to talk about my book. And he was like, oh, you're just so beautiful. We're so cool. Like, we're having such a good time. And I was like, well, we haven't talked about money or anything— and, like, I'm not going to do it for free for, like, ambiguous publishing help. And so I left. You didn't fuck him? No, because at that point, it's like, I would have if he had come up straight and uh-huh. said that's what he wanted. But I'm not going to, like, let someone do that. So he just 
essentially it was it was supposed to be like a professional conversational date. Exactly. And gotcha. then he just assumed that because he like had the potential to help me publish, he could You'd get a free get date. the perks. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I left very quickly. Okay, good. Well, I mean, in a situation like that, do you ever fear for your life? Yeah. It's very scary. Well, what do you do? Do you carry a gun? Do you carry a knife or anything like I that? I carry a knife, pepper spray. But to an extent, it's just like that's the trade-off. Yeah. Like that's the reason not everybody's cut out for it. Has anybody ever physically tried to hurt you? Have you ever had to defend yourself? I, weirdly, just these past couple weeks, it's been like a little hostile. Okay. I had a guy um, that I was in a hotel room with and there was my friend there. I usually, I work with other girls. Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot safer. But it was before she had shown up and I was like giving him head and then he started to be like really rough and I was kind of like. What was he doing? Like choking me like on his dick, uh-huh. um, which is fine. But then it was like starting to get a little intense. And then yeah. he was like, he like reached over and grabbed a digital camera that I hadn't seen. Oh, and he was no. like, I'm going to take pictures of you. And I had to like physically like push him off. Really? And, yeah. Did he fight you? No, he was just like whining about it. He uh-huh. was like, you just look so sexy. Like I love taking pictures of girls. And he is a porn director. So that's like his whole thing. Is he really? Yeah. Here in the city in Nashville? He's in Atlanta, but he comes up to see me. So he has something of a notable name. Yeah. Like... I haven't looked him up. Uh-huh. I don't care for him, but yeah. Okay. I mean, some of these guys, like the publishing guy, like I looked him up. He's pretty notable. Like he has a TED talk. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I wonder about the clientele and if they are actually mm-hmm. household names, so to speak, or people that I would recognize. Obviously, you could never divulge their personalities no. here. Yeah. There's definitely not been someone where I like looked at them and I was like, oh, I know who that is. Uh-huh. But there's been people when I looked them up, I was like, you have like a whole career and Uh like people know who you are. Well, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh And I mean, these are people you otherwise really do respect. Yeah. And obviously now there's this whole conversation going on in the 21st century about sex work being okay. Yeah. And furthermore, a great thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that translate to the clientele is my question because no one ever talks about these guys who are paying to fuck you. And I mean, are they heroes per se or are they, are they dirty old men? It's a mixed bag. Um, I love some of my guys and some of them have very legitimate reasons to Uh do it. Um, there's like the type of guys who like are socially awkward and like they never really like got attention from women Uh and you can kind of give them this like really beautiful experience with a woman that's like really empowering and like kind of teach them how to like treat women and interact with women. Um, and they can be really sweet guys. They just need like the help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like people with like really high powered careers and they just don't have the time for a real girlfriend, but like everybody needs affection. Um, and then you just have like psychopaths. <laughs> there's no shortage of those. That's no. for sure. But like um, the other night I was seeing this like doctor um, at a hospital that's like, very large where we are. Wait, you fucked him in the hospital? No, but he is a doctor and I was able to like look him up and like see that he was a real doctor. And I just thought that was very funny because he's like this person who's in charge of taking care of a lot of people in the city. Um, and then he was just incredibly kinky. And you took care of him? Yeah. What was he into? What was he doing? Um, so he hired like five girls at once. No shit. Yeah. And we were all just like in this hotel room and he wanted us all to like spank each other. And then he was like wearing this weird mask and he was like just a very dorky like old doctor guy. So he wasn't really sexy, but he was just like, he had a lot of ideas. So you've done gangbangs, that kind of thing too? I guess that like counts as a gangbang. But like with the girls, like it's, it's very funny. Um, If a a guy hires a lot of girls, most of us know each other. We've come across each other before, you know. Um, We will like make it look as if we're fucking each other, but we're not. Because we're kind of like sick, like sick to death of like fucking. Mm -hmm. So we'll like use our hair to like block the guy's sight. Um, if he, like, tells us to give each other head and stuff, or, like, if we're, like, told to use toys, we'll, like, rub it on each other's, like, thighs or something, and they can't tell. Just because you're sick of it. Sick of it. And then also, like, if you walk into a room and a guy's hired a bunch of girls, you don't have the time to have a conversation with them privately. So it's not like you can consent to anything. So I'm not going to do something to a girl that I've heard her say she wants done. So it's better to just fake it. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what we all do. It's just a respect thing. It's really interesting. Yeah. So you obviously, okay, we're talking about these guys. What about women when you have women doing this? And I also, I don't want to get too far away because you say you want to write. Yes. And these kinds of things. Uh, Well, first off, what do you want to write? Like five years from now, uh, I I mean, if you still want to be doing sex work, Mm -hmm. you'll obviously be doing sex work. 
but what do you want to be doing, like writing, what have you? Um, I want to be a writer. I, I've finished a book in the past couple months, oh. just like adult fiction. So you write erotica? No, like adult literary oh. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> adult has a whole other connotation in the midst of this in, conversation. In this conversation, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but I've like written this book and I'm proud of it. It has nothing to do with sex. Um, What's it about? It's about uh, a parent attempting to murder their child when they come home on college break okay. and then their relationship when the attempt fails. So it's just like kind of a bummer <laughs> compared to everything else I do. That's really interesting though. Thank you. Yeah. I- I'm proud of it. Um, but yeah, like since I've started doing this more, I like the idea of like writing a book that's about sex workers has been interesting. Sure. Yeah. I am a big reader myself. Yes, we both I, we both read a lot. Yeah, I think we've talked about this. Yes. And I write, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on screenplays. I'm writing for our friend's magazine. Yes. And uh, these days I have a background in music and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you read? I read Donna Tartt is my favorite author. Um, I read a lot of poetry, like Allen Ginsberg and Auden, um, that kind of thing. Most of my bookshelves are, are poetry. You like Sharon Olds? I don't. Oh, she's great. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll trade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, my favorite thing to do. She wrote The Gold Cell. I think that's the name of the book. Um, I spent a lot of time with that one. Uh, what about novels? I used to have a thing kind of against fiction. Like, I, I didn't really, like, connect with it. But now I'm kind of getting more into it. Um, yeah, I got a bunch of, like, Kurt Vonnegut books, uh-huh. which are very, you know, like, high school Like, I'm getting into literary fiction but they're good. There's a reason people like them. Exactly. And there's a reason they teach them in schools. Exactly. There's so much to like think about. Yeah. I reread To Kill a, Bro- uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, which like such a high school book, but rereading it as an adult when you actually like are able to think about it and it's not just school. It was like so much better. Well, that's how I feel about George Orwell. I mean, I loved Orwell when yeah. I was reading Animal Farm in mm-hmm. fuck eighth grade. Yeah. Watch, why are they handing that to eighth graders? I, I honestly, I'm happy they are. But yeah. They're not anymore from what I understand. They've exempted it. They say that it's irrelevant, which it's like, go fuck yourself. It's more relevant it's now. It's so fucking yeah. relevant. Yeah. And that really annoys me when I heard that that was happening. But I guess the responsibility falls on us mm-hmm. as citizens and as critical thinkers to yeah. delve into subjects that are inherent in literature yeah. and certain rhetoric like that. I mean, it's on us. Yeah. Uh, I, I was homeschooled, so um, my, like, mom, that, that was all I did. I, I can't do, like, math and science. I've never been that person, so sure. she just dumped literature on me. That's awesome. Yeah, it was I amazing. think that's one of the best things you can do for your kids because I spent, I mean, my parents very much stressed reading. Mm-hmm. I read growing up like a maniac. So much of what I do and think now is because of the books I read. Like I love Jack London. I love Stephen King. Yeah. Now my all-time favorite author is Cormac McCarthy. Okay. I'm, I'm fucking McCarthy maniac. I mean, I just showed you my tattoo on my arm. Yes. You know, so yeah. that's huge for me. Yeah. But hopefully we will be able to read your work sooner than later. Are you going to have your alias or is it going to be your actual name? It's going to be my actual name. It's, okay. I'm not not proud of sex work. But my writing is the thing that I'm proud of. And, like, I want that to be me. Okay. You know? And you said that you were a kindergarten teacher Mm. while you were also a sex worker. (laughs) Yeah, that was a dangerous era in my life. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. It was cool. Um, It was just stressful. Makes me wonder how many of my kindergarten teachers were sex workers. Well, we don't get paid anything. So probably a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'd like to think my hottest teachers growing up were doing that because maybe I can run into them now. No, (laughs) this was like a whole thing. I would tell it to clients. They'd be like, oh, what did you do today? And I'm like, well, I'm a kindergarten teacher. And they would be like, so into it. (laughs) That's when the role play comes in. Oh yeah. It's like the secretary fantasy, all that shit. Mm -hmm. What are some common fantasies that you run into? Um, okay. So these guys are like really like high powered guys. Like they're just running on adrenaline. Are any of them married? Sure. Really? Yeah. Okay. Some girls are okay with it. Some girls aren't. I don't really, I don't don't care. care. Yeah. I just, it's not my business. I stay out of it. Um, yeah, but a lot of these guys with their jobs, they're like, just, it's very like masculine energy to have these like intense ass jobs. And they just want hyper feminine, like secretary, like high heels, just like no brain kind of girl where they can just like be totally relaxed. Like they're not trying to impress you. Well, then you must have to put on quite a show because you're obviously an intuitive person, a smart person. I think it's it's a game I play with myself because I'm not getting off on it, but it's like very funny to me. It's like, I think of it as like a comedy routine. 
to just like play this bit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like hair extensions and glitter and like everything. It's so funny. Well, if you're not having fun, then what's the fucking point? Exactly. It's, it's so fun. The other night I like went out and I was working with like my close escort friend and we were walking back to our cars and we just like could not stop laughing. We had like all this money in our bag and we had just had the funniest night in the world. And it was just like euphoria. Like life was good. How do you, how do you market yourself? Because I mean, you can't obviously go to the fucking sex work store and pick up a prostitute. One day, man. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll be there at the grand opening. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so they're seeking arrangements. Super, like, that's the standard site. I don't know. What is it now? Seeking Arrangements. All right. You should look it up. I have no idea what that is. Check it out. Um, But that's basically the Sugar Baby dating website. Um, And there's, like, a subscriber fee for the men, but for the girls, it's free. So it's the best site. Um, And then usually what I do is I go on dating apps, and I'll put my age range, like, 50 plus, and then I'll go hang out in, like, a rich neighborhood and set my location low and just swipe. Really? That's how I've gotten, like, my better clients. Well, how do you, how do you relay that you are a sex worker without attracting legal attention? Subtly. (laughs) Subtly. Like how? Um, so sometimes you'll do what's called, um, freestyling, um, as a sex worker. And that's when you just like, will go to a hotel bar and sit and kind of like try and spot a rich guy. Yeah. Which is what you see in movies. Yeah. Which that's always like the fun part. You're like, it's very cinematic. There's something traditional about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you'll sit there with your girlfriend and you wait and you'll find a guy and then you know, you get to the point where he's like, please, can I take you to my room or whatever? And you say, yeah, do you want to run by, by an ATM first? And, you know, they either pick it up or they don't. Ah. Yeah. Have you ever had a guy just go, fuck you? No. Really? Yeah. They just, they're like, absolutely. They're sold. Which I feel like, you know, you have like two pretty girls who just like want to do it. Then, yeah. And it's also, there's like a serious thrill in hiring a sex worker. It's like, it's forbidden, like you said earlier. So people are usually down. It's part of the kink. Yeah. Now, do you have any fetishes yourself? Do you have any kinks? Things that turn you on more than anything? Even as a mm. as a self-proclaimed not sexual person. I don't want to make it sound like I don't enjoy sex. I, like, had an actual hookup for the, like, it's been months, like, last night. And it was just incredible. Last night? Yeah. Really? Where'd you meet this guy? Um, we get up. We can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we won't. Is he someone I know? No, the story is just like recognizable and he's pretty like successful. Really? Yes. Is he is he a famous musician? Close. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you who he is after we turn the mics off. It's He's not like that crazy. It's just like he's a person that I don't want to find out about this. Of course. You know, like yeah. I have a handful of those where I'm like, never, please. Well, what was so good about it? It was just like passionate you know with my work it's like most of the sex is very like mechanical Uh going through the steps and it's like we hadn't hooked up in like months and months so it was like a reunion um i'm into choking and he was doing that and he didn't usually do that but he like picked up this time and what is it about choking that because that's like a huge thing now people choke the shit out of each other in the 21st century what is that all no i'm not into getting like the shit beat out of me like that's stressful but there's something just about like it makes you feel like smaller delicate maybe this like masculine person being able to hold you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hot. So you're essentially subjected. I mean, you're you're not in control. Yeah. Uh, and especially a- with my life, I'm so in control. Like, I want to relax. Yeah. Like, I'm very into kind of decisions being made for me. Essentially. Ironically enough, when you're getting choked, it's almost like you're relaxed at the most because you're not in a position to do anything. You yeah. just have to receive. And that's bliss. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, you know what? I'm, I'm so happy we're talking about choking because it's like such a huge thing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Well, I mean, I, I just, I'm so fucking curious. Like, why does everybody love getting choked so much? Yeah. And in situations where that I've been in, mm-hmm. and I mean, more often than not, not mm-hmm. more often than not, but more periodically lately, mm-hmm. a girl will ask me to do that. And I'm like, no, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't really shy. I, it's like, I don't. If I trust her, I will. Yeah. I just don't want to leave fucking bruises on her neck. Mm-hmm. And then, or God forbid, you know, she decides, no, I'm not cool with this. Well, there's a, a specific way you need to do it. Because if you choke going down from the top of your throat, you're going to crush her like windpipe. Uh-huh. But you have to choke from the side. I can show you how to do it later. Really? Yeah. Okay. If we had a camera, we could do yeah. a tutorial right now. Because if you choke from the side, you're just cutting off like blood flow and then you get the head rush. And that's what everyone's looking for is to get a little lightheaded. 
Yeah, that's like the autoerotic asphyxiation mm-hmm. thing. Guys tying themselves off kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's harder to leave bruises than I think you think. Unless you're like really going at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hickeys show up like fucking pencil marks. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, when you're using your bare hands, you have to be careful because obviously everybody's very reserved right now with their personal space and mm-hmm. always have been. And that's like another thing about when you just like want like really passionate sex, it's like people don't touch each other anymore. There's like, everyone's like very afraid of big emotions. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that made like last night amazing. It was just like total, like, it was just like pleasure. And we were both owning up to it. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Where you're not concerned so much about having to play a certain role. Yeah. Like what I, are they thinking? Like whatever. Yes. Uh-huh. Cause I have that, like, I, I like, I love passion. I love just yeah. getting lost in the situation because someone like myself I, I mean, I enjoy, like I said, I enjoy sex more than anything, but mm-hmm. I, and this is going to sound so pompous and like, mm-hmm. like a fucking advertisement for me, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead serious when I say that first and foremost, like I'm not enjoying myself until I make sure she's taken care of yeah. until I know that she's enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, enjoying herself. Yeah. Well, rather enjoying me too. <laughs> I guess enjoying I, you enjoying yourself. I guess I said that the right way. Yeah. yeah. And, and it can get very pressuring yeah. in that way where it's, it's nerve wracking. Like, yeah. It's like, I, I mean, why the fuck am I holding myself to this? I'm mm-hmm. this crazy standard. I'm glad that she's getting off. I'm glad that she's enjoying herself. Yeah. But when you get in a moment where it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Like we're both enjoying this. We're both going to get into this Yeah. and we don't have to worry about each other. That's where it's the two way street. Mm-hmm. And, and that's perfect sex. Yes, it is. Uh huh. And I know that she enjoys that more than if I'm strictly going at it for her sake and yeah, then yeah. what have you. Yeah, especially like, like I'm a feminist, but there's definitely like a lot of my like male feminist friends are like very afraid of women anymore. You yeah. don't want to be rough with them. You don't want to overstep. You want sex to be about them because you want to be a good femi- like feminist man. But if you're like making the decision to fuck a man, you kind of want him to just like enjoy it and get into it and fuck you. Totally, totally. And that's the thing is I think it is very much a genetic thing, mm-hmm. uh, fundamentally speaking, where- women do, they are attracted to that alpha take control kind of thing. And obviously, you know, we have opinions about society and the Mm -hmm. role it plays and that kind of thing. But when it comes to attraction and what have you. It's all very like primal. Yeah, exactly. Well, primal, key word. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, And I I see what women are attracted to. And I I think it's great. Yeah. You know, because I know what I'm attracted to with women and- Mm -hmm. Uh, you keep hearing these things kind of reiterate themselves where it's like, no, I like when a guy takes control. Yeah. I like when... It's always the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had great sex last night. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> yeah, I've been glowing all yeah, day. You actually enjoyed it. Well, when are you going to see this guy again? Who knows? Uh-huh. It's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Plays into the mystery kind of thing, it right? It does. It adds to it. It's yeah. the lead up. Tell me when to stop. Oh. Oh. You guys can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm I, I'm, I'm uh, measuring his hypothetical cock. You have to slow down. Okay. Well, right there. Right there. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. It's perfect. That's a good dick. Mm-hmm. That's a great dick. He has an incredible dick. Oh, that's good for him. Yeah. Now, um, what's what's a great dick for you? I like that one. <laughs> this one? <laughs> what, the non-existent, the, the air dick? The air dick that we're miming <laughs> with our hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's like, I think it's like seven inches is my sweet spot. Uh-huh. More than that, it kind of hurts. Less than that, I can't feel anything. So you don't like too big? No. Especially like, I do like, I like, like, I don't know, very active sex. And if you're trying to do a bunch of positions, it's like you don't need a huge dick to, like, make it hard to work with or, like, make you sore really quickly. Sure. Um, definitely, like, girth is, okay. like, what adds to it. What about shaved, not shaved? Probably not shaved. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why is that? It's just hot. It's, <laughs> it's hot? Yeah, I don't, maybe I don't like when men, like, take care of themselves too much. So you, I mean, you don't, you're not into high, I mean. High maintenance men, no, it kind of turns me off. Not high maintenance, but going the extra mile for hygiene. Yeah, I, yeah, like, overly stylish men or men who have, like, a very specific look. I just, like, I like a man who, like, doesn't give a fuck. But not in a way where he looks gross, but in a way where he's, like, just, like, smart and confident and doesn't need to, like, exude this, like, image. Because I'm also, like, not super, like image driven or like stylish. So I just need that same energy. I mean, I'm a pretty style. I'd like to think I, I have style yeah. without a doubt. And I'm also a very clean person. Like you're, it's not like, I don't want you to be dirty. Uh-huh. Um, but like, yeah, I like your look because it's like, you have a look and it's like, 
it's like attractive, but it's not like overdone. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it takes way too much fucking effort. Exactly. I just don't. <laughs> This makes me sound like an asshole, but with men, I just don't want to think like you thought about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. We all have our thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I shouldn't tell you about my $400 fry boots that I am obsessed with because I did spend $400 on Are these Are you things. wearing them right now? Oh, fuck yeah, I am. Okay, I like these because I'm also like spending money on clothes is amazing. Uh-huh. But it's like you couldn't tell those were that much money, but they're quality. Oh, they're great. I love that shit. I love them. I'm yeah. obsessed with them. Yeah, I, I wear them everywhere. I don't wear them during sex, mind you. I had sex with these boots on last night and that was like kind of rough they're very heavy why do you keep the boots on during sex there just wasn't time to take them off okay i don't usually hence the passion yeah exactly it was just it was happening hence the passion yeah um so have you ever seen a well, what is too small like as you hear about micro cocks i've never seen one of those um i it was actually a boyfriend had the smallest dick i've oh, ever Jesus. seen that was rough i'm so sorry that was a bad time how big Maybe five inches. Well, what the fuck do you do with that? Nothing. <laughs> like, I'm like, he had the highest sex drive I have ever seen in a man. He could fuck like six times a day. And did you ever enjoy it? No. Not once? No. <laughs> he was very nice. Like that matters? No. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I kind of realized that. Yeah, like I, that fucking matters. I was coming out of like a, re- a relationship where like the sex was amazing, but this guy was horrible. And so I was like, I want to date a really nice guy. And then I did, and it was just miserable. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He bought me flowers every week. Oh, no. Yeah. Wrote, I mean, I— he wrote, I, I, me, he wrote me love letters. I, I, I'm I a gentleman myself, though. Like, I, I, I do enjoy the chivalrous element, but you don't want to be an approval seeker. Yeah. I love the—I ch- love charming women. I really mm-hmm. do. I Like, I love the sincerity. Yeah. That—like, I like going on dates, that kind of thing. Yeah. If but, it's, it's If it's sincere, it's lovely. But for him, I think he just had a, like, fictionalized idea of sexuality and romance that was very by the book. So it never felt like he was into the idea of, like, romancing me. He just had, like, this textbook idea of what he was supposed to do. Too many fucking rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Sarah Jessica Park. His mothers were lesbians. Really? So. Okay. I think he had just, like, a very feminine idea of affection. So being that, because you said something, you know, about feminism, what have you, obviously it's, a like, the thing right now, and you are a feminist. Yes. How do you feel about its effect on men? on a wide scale because you say that a lot of these guys become hindered or, mm-hmm. or, or they, you know, they, they kind of feel shackled and, yeah. and they don't take control the way that a woman wants them to, to get turned on. Yeah. And I, I was just talking to my good friend about this cause he considers him a feminist, but he is hypersexual, like always on dates. Um, and he considered him a feminist himself, a feminist just because he like, supported women's sexuality but i'm like that's not necessarily feminism and with these men like they consider themselves feminist i'm like you're being less of a feminist by being afraid to be a man in a woman's life i agree because it's like if you are really a feminist there would be no reason for a woman to be afraid of you being yourself sure so that's my perspective i think that's a great point yeah men who men who refer themselves to refer to themselves as feminists kind of freak me out okay (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like you're like i don't know trying to like push an image that I usually don't believe is authentic. Yeah. You know, like I don't know a lot of like genuine feminist. Well, I know a few guys who one of my friends in particular is, is who's married and he's a uh, self-proclaimed feminist. Mm-hmm. What have you uh, great guy. Really? Maybe, awesome guy. He's a badass too. Do I know this person? No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Maybe if it's like you're out of the game, like you're married and you've actually like loved a woman. I think, like, a, a lot of my friends are, like, very single, and they're like, I'm a feminist, and then I, like, see them dating, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's going on? I mean, just because of the guys they're dating? Um, Just a lot of, like, I, I always say, like, I don't know, feminism is about respect, and there's a lot of, like, very, like, disrespectful kind of womanizing, like, non-communication, like, oh, I'll just, like, ghost her, and I'm like, that's not really like respecting women. It's using people. Well, that's one of my least favorite things in the entire world in the 21st century is ghosting. Yeah. It's just, it's I have so, a problem with it. Oh God, it pisses me off. It's like, just respect each other. Yeah. Nobody likes to be ghosted. And mm-hmm. I like, like with me, I'm very open. Yeah. I, I, I'm no bullshit. Mm-hmm. If I have an issue or I'm like, I'm not feeling this, I will say it outright mm-hmm. because I think everybody deserves that. Exactly. It's basic respect. Yeah. And I feel like a scum if I ever, I, I quite honestly, I, I can't, 
recall a time when I've ever felt the need to ghost. Yeah, like what are you afraid of? Yeah, exactly. What's the worst fucking thing that could happen? Yeah. And any time that I have ever been open and honest and said, listen, this is not working right now mm-hmm. or uh, I met someone else, what have you, then people are so re- receptive. Like, uh, I mean, I, I've met some really great women who are just like, you know what? I understand. Because that's you respecting them. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And you got to, and, and respecting yourself too. Mm-hmm. Have, you know, believing that you can communicate yeah. honestly and that if you are sincere, that that other person is going to understand it mm-hmm. and furthermore, not hold it against you. And if they do, it's their own fucking problem. Exactly. It's like, obviously they just have like an issue. Yeah. Yeah. So what about women? Because we're talking a lot about men. Uh, how, what, what's your experience like having sex with women personally and getting paid? Because you say you actually prefer women. Yes. You do. Sexually. Sexually prefer women. Um, yeah, I think the older I get, the more I'm into sex with women. At first I was like very overwhelmed. Like, you know, it's just harder. It's with men, sex is very straightforward. Um, you know, you have sex with women. It's a maze. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's different. I have, you know, mechanically speaking, you know, more of, uh, you know, more of a straightforward way of doing it. Yes. But I, I mean, you always hear about women. Apparently, scissoring is not really a thing. Did you not know this? I, I'm, I'm finding this out. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's, I have so much I need to tell you. <laughs> please, please tell the world. Scissoring's not real. Like, I, you can do it, but like, it's not done. Um, the sex that I've been paid to do with women has all been other sex workers who are just like, I need a fucking break. Like, really? Come to my house. Yes. They pay you. Yeah. Other sex workers will pay. You guys don't like get together as a, as a convention. Like let's fuck each other's brains out. We both deserve this. We're so tired of it. No money's that. money's always involved. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's been like just very beautiful young girls who like just needed to hang out and like get super fucked up and sure. get laid. Well, that's great. It's amazing. Well, that's the thing is, is sex is because it's such a stigma around it. And, mm-hmm. I have never taken with the notion that, oh, that person's a whore, man or woman. Uh, That person's a whore because they like to fuck a lot. It's like we're human beings. We're animals. Everybody deserves to have sex the same as everybody deserves to be happy. It's as simple as that. And I don't think that there should be any kind of a stigma attached to it. And some, I mean, my friends, men and women who are the strongest and most confident that I I know are the ones who are like, whatever. If I want to get laid, I'm going to go get laid. I don't really care. It builds your confidence. Like. I like last week there was just a moment when I was like sitting on a bed with these like two other like sex workers and I'm like I've always been like kind of insecure about my body but we were all just like naked sitting there and we were like talking and laughing and we were just like laid out like looking like whatever and I was like so confident and it was just because of like sex work and the sex I was having it's like you just stop worrying. Well it's a primal feeling. Yeah. It really is. I mean even no matter how animalistic the sex is Mm -hmm. no matter how just charged and let's just fuck each other kind of thing. Yeah. I think that there's always an underlying emotional element. It's just inevitable. Yeah. I've, I've said it. I've just accepted this in the past year is like, I can't have sex without feeling emotional about it in some way. Sure. I'm just, you know, work is work. You hear that a lot. Personally, I I can't. Um, and it's just definitely come to a point where I just started to tell people like, I'm not really interested in casual sex anymore. Uh Like I can't do it. Maybe in the future I'll be able to. So this guy last night, there's not casual sex. He's a relic of a time in which I was having casual sex, and I'm allowing him to stick around. How old is he? He's 40. He's a little old. So you do like older men? Yeah. What about older? You like older women? Yeah. Okay. There's one appeal there. What is it about the age? I'm attracted to power. And, like, I always, like, my first relationship, he was, like, in college, and I was in high school, and it was just, like, I think I'm very attracted to the idea of someone being able to, like, teach me something. Or like being smarter than me, I'm attracted to like intelligence in some way. Like you need to have something to show me about the world. So what yeah. about when you're the one showing that person? So with girls, I, I usually kind of take that role. Um, like I really da- like dating girls who like maybe their life is not going super well. Um, and I do tend to like date younger women because um, there's definitely something about that where you just want to like kind of fix someone's life. Well, you're an intelligent person, so thank you. I'd imagine that that plays a big role, and um, I don't know. I guess you get the best of both worlds in that way. It's the perk of bisexuality, I suppose. So, what? Um, so, when you have sex with a woman, though, what do you guys do if you're not scissoring? Because obviously, you know, in the everyday oh person's perspective, scissoring is the only thing that fucking exists. What do you do? Straight people 
are crazy to me. Sue me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's like mutual head. You're fingering her. You use the strap. Do you know what that is? Strap on? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, Vibrators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do you, I mean, are you more of like, like you like getting, you, you like head a lot then? Yeah. Everybody likes head. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have like a technique that, whether it be with women or men, that you, or is it just, oh, I'm just going to go down on you? I mean, I've been told by most men I've fucked that I'm really good at giving blowjobs. Um, like I can deep throat. That's my. Do you have a gag reflex? Yeah. Yeah. But you just kind of learn to like chill that out for uh-huh. <laughs> a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, with women, I mean, every woman's different. You can't like have a map, you know, because like different, like women like penetration and that's what they need to come or they like need clit stimulation or they like need a toy. Um, I had this girl I was fucking for a while. She had a strap that had like a vibrator attached to the end and it would vibrate inside me and it would also stimulate her clit. And then the strap was also fucking her. <laughs> and that was amazing. God, they're getting so innovative with this shit. It's I unbelievable. Know. They're getting expensive too. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah. It's almost like. It's an investment. Yeah, I, it's 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 a whole well case in point right there yeah. is that there, there's such a market for it. Yeah, the sex industry is like where you need to be right now. It's booming. Yeah, yeah, and I'm as far as illegality goes mm-hmm. of something like this, whether it be sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Yeah, um, I'm of the opinion that people can make their own decisions and for sure. trying to regulate and trying to stigmatize in a legislative sense mm-hmm. a free trade yes. that has the potential to be destructive. I mean, if we're talking about drugs, obviously it's inherent there. Yeah. But with sex, yeah, you're you could be proliferating diseases, what have you, but there's, I mean, there's just as many d- diseases that are spread with casual sex. This is what I always say, like, you know, you go on like a first date with one of these guys and they're always like, you know, this is so dangerous, like I can't believe you do this, like you're like a smaller girl. And I'm always like, girls do this. Like they go on Tinder and they'll hook up with a random guy. This is the same thing. I'm just making money. But I do, like, believe in the, like, legalization of sex work. But it's also, like, the sex industry is, like, deeply flawed. Like, my client the other night, he was, like, bragging about how he was going to start bringing around this, like, 18-year-old girl that he had hired. And me and, like, the other girls there were, like, that's horrible. Is that too young? It's too young. Like, right out the gate, he was, like, bragging about how this girl's still in high school somehow. And he, she was, like, broke. And she didn't have enough money for a prom dress. And prom's coming up, I guess. And he was, like... Jesus and I hired Christ. her and she's going to buy her prom dress. And I was like, that's disgusting. So there's a limit to this then. Yeah. It's not just if you want to do this, do it regardless of your age or mm-hmm. what have you. You think that there is a, a naivete, so to speak, that should not be fucked with. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine fucking an 18-year-old girl. And me and the girls there were like, that's fucking disgusting. And it's also like me and my my close friend who does this, we always say you can't do sex work if you need to do it. Because then you're going to put yourself in a fucked up situation. If you're buying your food with it, you're going to do anything and you're going to put yourself in danger. I think that's traditionally been the idea mm-hmm. is a girl is a prostitute or a sex. I mean, prostitute is, from what I understand, kind of an outdated term, but yeah, whatever. Um, we're also speaking in hindsight. Mm-hmm. A girl is a prostitute because she has no other choice. And you still, I, I think you still see that. It is. And this is why I am sometimes afraid to tell people because I don't want people to think I'm broke or like, you know, my life is like off track or something. This is why. When I first told you, I had like a moment where I was like, do you think I'm a whore? Again, that term does not apply. I, yeah. I really just don't think it does. But yeah, there's always that fear that mm-hmm. that's what people still think. Sure. Well, again, it's 2021. Yeah. Things are changing. And I think it's a good thing for a lot of people. And it's, uh, it's just solid. I mean, this is a conversation I never expected to have with somebody on or off the podcast. And it's I'm really, glad we did it. really fucking exciting. We're not done yet. You're okay. not going anywhere. Jesus Christ. No, I'm here. I have other questions. Oh. Fuck. Um, so how old were you when you lost your virginity? 16. Okay. I was I was 18. Oh, wow. That's kind of a late bloomer. I know. No, some of my guy friends were like 24. And I was like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean. Which like do it when you're comfortable, but it's just unusual. Well, it's also, I've I, I recognize some people, because I know a few people who, we're very late bloomers. I know a few virgins to this day who are wow. my, I'm 29. And, um, I do, I think it's, it's really, it's really sad in the sense that obviously we attribute our confidence, a big part of our confidence to our sexual competency, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. And our desire in the eyes of the opposite sex or the same sex, if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. And I think it's tough. I, it really is tough when people don't have that 
nourishment. They don't yeah. have that fundamental magnetism with another person because everybody, like I said, everyone deserves love. Everyone mm-hmm. deserves sex. And when you feel just like you don't have that communication yeah. or if you're, if you're deficient in that way, it'll really fuck with you. Yeah. Getting comfortable with sex is like a conversation and you just need to talk about it and not necessarily in a dirty sense, but in an empowering sense. Sure. Um, but yeah, if someone's like a grown person and like that's kind of where their headspace is, it's hard to like draw it out. Well, I mean, fuck, I was 18 when I lost my virginity and th- that felt too late for me. But 18's a baby. I know, I know. I mean, not for lack of trying, obviously. No. I think I was just like, <laughs> I mean, in high school, like, I mean, I was I was fun. I was yeah. outgoing and everything. I had a lot of friends and everything, but for the love of fuck, I it could not get not laid. No. I want to see a picture of you in high school. Oh, I will show you an, a picture of me in eighth grade. I would love furthermore. to see Furthermore, I mean, oh my do you, Do you God. think you were handsome? Oh yeah, I was always, I mean, okay. traditionally speaking, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you do you think I'm a good looking guy? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. But you never know what people look like in high school. Like I looked fucked up. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I have confidence in my looks now. Okay. Humbly speaking. Yeah. Back then, I don't think that I did as much. And that changes everything. Yeah. I mean, a big part of me knew I was attractive. A big part of me knew that I had things to offer. But when you're in middle school and high school, Trying to organize that and communicate it in your own head when things are so fucking crazy. Anyway, yeah. I, I've always had a neurotic brain. I just have. Um, and in those budding years trying to figure out what the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a confusing time. It is. It's so confusing. There's it this, really is. Have you seen Fleabag? No. I really want you to watch it. My parents are always telling me to watch it. Please. Yeah. We can binge it. Okay. Um, but there's a scene when she's, like, talking to one of her boyfriends, and she said, like, how old were you when you first realized that you were attractive? And he was like, I think I was 14. That's when everything <laughs> changed, and that well, reminds me of you. That's exactly what it's like. Because yeah. when people—because I know guys and girls who, when they were that age, they mm-hmm. were they were diving in the fucking sack, man. Yeah, no. They, they knew like, exactly— people were fucking each other. <laughs> yeah, they were. And I'm not saying they knew exactly who they were by any means, because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really does at that age. Yeah. But they knew, they had that part figured out. Yeah. They did. And I always admired that when I was younger, where it's like, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't until a little bit later on. And mm-hmm. I still go through bouts of loneliness, you know, oh, yeah. where I doubt myself as much as anybody else. Yeah. But today feels really good for a number of different reasons, not just sexually, but— in general. Yeah. Like, I'm very, very happy today. Life is good. Life is really good. No, I, I've been in that same headspace, like, this entire month. Like, life has just been great. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. It's fucking great. It's happy. The sun's yeah. out. But, mm-hmm. um... We had a great night at the bar the other night. That was hilarious. That was... That was... Oh, my God. I was... I was in... I was just absolutely supercharged when I found out what you did and the fact that you wanted to do this. We didn't waste any time. You got the fuck right on this podcast, and I love I it. I did. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. yeah was, so it's excited. just always, like, stressful with, like, a group of, like new guys and then I'm like oh I'm a whore <laughs> have you ever talked to anybody I mean obviously you have but what was it like telling me it's somebody you don't know that well not well and like you're like an attractive group of men and I don't want people to like think that I'm gross you know I, I mean I, I know especially that especially you guys are like very like cocky and like sexually confident <laughs> This is my outsider look. No, you're right, though. But it's funny. We don't take ourselves too seriously by any means. I know. But you're all like very horny. Um, and so it's like it's just nervous because it's like you guys obviously like are just like familiar with sexuality and women. And like you never know how they're going to take that. Because sure. there is like a fuckboy energy. And I'm like, these guys could be assholes. Like there was the capacity. <laughs> well, everybody has a capacity to be An asshole, assholes. Yeah. But here's the thing is, is when it comes to masculinity and men in general. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this much because we were talking the other night about our group of friends. Yes. And what have you. Uh, a few guys. And you were like, well... I can't tell if you guys are assholes or what have you or anything. Yeah, or, we were talking about this. Yeah. I was like, I just can't read the vibe uh-huh. with you guys. Well, obviously. A bunch of attractive men should never be friends with each other. <laughs> oh, but you know what the funny thing is? And I really appreciate that. The funny thing is this, though, mm-hmm. is we love each other so much. Yeah. We really do. And we care about each other. Like, There's not a single man in that group who I hang out with. Or really, I'd like to think, because I have a lot of friends. I yeah. have a lot of close friends whom I love so much back in Michigan where I'm from mm-hmm. here. And I really appreciate them. I really do. And the cool thing is that I never feel at odds yeah. or like I'm competing There's with no, these yeah. guys. We, I mean, in, in, emotion, in moments of like 
emotional strife, yeah. we have a really great capacity to be vulnerable with one another and help the other guy. And it's really fucking no, cool. No, me and the, the girl group uh-huh. who are like talking about who this. I love. The girl group's hilarious. Oh, they're, oh, they're hilarious. Yeah. yeah, they're great. And they're a ton of fun. They can hang. No, everyone in that group can hang. But we were yeah. talking about that because we were about to like go meet up with you guys. And we were like, we can't tell who's the leader. <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're well, all the leader and I was like it's just because it's a bunch of loud ass personalities yeah like, I mean there, there's no leader it's yeah. just we get together we have fun but if you any, know usually in a group there's like a, a dynamic well if anyone asks I'm the fucking leader there you go yeah alright <laughs> but no um, I'll use his name because I don't think he cares but Bennett mm-hmm. and I we have the handsome man movie club where we watch movies I resent this yeah, this, is, this is their entire relationship it's, it's like it's like it's so cute, but you guys are obsessed with each other. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because we're we'll be sitting at then like five times in the past week. Mm-hmm. We've been sitting at the bar and we'll be talking. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny because we we hang out in bars so much, but he and I are both clean and sober. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is up with these two? Yeah. Like what? And they then, don't want to drink. Yeah. They just want to hang. <laughs> and we have a great time. Yeah. And we sit there and we we, we talk for, you know, all of one minute. And yeah. then there's uh, there has been a girl who has been sitting with us and they go, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I get it. I understand what you yeah. guys are doing. Because, I mean, I, I know that we, we, we do look very intimidating. You and, do. And uh, whatever, for better or worse. But we get to, again, we do not take ourselves too seriously. Like, I laugh so fucking hard I'm with just, these guys. I'm just, I'm beginning to figure it out. Because yeah. at first I was like, oh, this is just a bunch of hot people, like, sitting around and, like. I mean, that's fine. Needing attention. And then I got into <laughs> it and I was like, oh, they're, like, goofy as hell. Oh, we have a great time with each other. We really do. And as far as masculinity goes, this is my take on it. Um, because obviously there's a lot of commentary being made on what we call toxic masculinity and everything mm-hmm. like that. I think there's three types of guys. Okay. There's nice guys bad guys and good guys. Mm-hmm. Nice guys, obviously just approval seeking. We yeah. talked about these guys. We, You're not attracted to them. No. Uh, I, I don't even, men who are attracted to other men are not attracted to these guys either. I know girls are attracted to them. Okay, some, some can be. Yeah, because I, I think you need to have a relationship with a nice guy because you kind of learn, you know, how it's nice to be treated, but you also learn that you need authenticity in a relationship. Well, here's my point. Mm-hmm. The middle of the road because then there's the bad guy. The good guy. Well, yeah, exactly. The bad guy is the asshole who is mm-hmm. the alpha and he uses, quote unquote, uses those powers yeah. to- For evil. For evil, yeah. For selfish reasons. But yeah. then there's the middle of the road good guy, yeah. which is like the John Wayne, which yeah. is like the Steve McQueen who is powerful, knows he's strong, has great attributes mm-hmm. and doesn't take shit from every, anybody, but he- he uses that to help the people around him. Yeah. And I think that that is what's lost in translation when it comes to masculinity is it's not just the assholes, man. Like, no, that's not no. what it is. Like, the good guy yeah. is the good guy. And that's important. I've, I've talked about this a lot, um, especially, like, in my work. There's definitely a lot of, like, oh, darn, you just, you hate men. Like, uh-huh. you're so sick of men. And, like, sometimes, yeah. But it's I think it's a really bad, like, the men are trash narrative yeah. is really damaging. Because I'm lucky, like, to have a lot of, like, genuinely good men who care about me in my life. And it. It feels just more damaging to not acknowledge that. That's great. Not that you need to give someone a pat on the back for like on the back for being a decent person, but you just you want to like respect the people who have been good because mm-hmm. it's kind of it is hard to be good. Again, I think you have very strong intuition. I think anybody who listens to this is going to get an idea, especially in the professional sense of what sex work is like and mm-hmm. how you feel in your attitudes and how that can be a blanketed term yeah. or, or applied to the other women in your trade in your immediate vicinity. And yeah. I think that's really fucking cool. No, I mean, like everybody's in it for different reasons. Sure. Everybody has a different story, but I think the women that I work with and the escort friends that I have, it's very like similar. Uh-huh. We have an appreciation for these guys. We have an appreciation for men. That's like, great. It's very symbiotic relationship. Well, take it from me that we have the same appreciation for you. Nice. And it's against so fucking cool that you were here totally probably should wrap up because we could talk for hours about this we really could there's so many things to discuss but people want to know and it's so cool but I'm going to ask you this uh, of our group of friends which one would you fuck I have fucked one of you guys have you yeah you're not going to say who though am I allowed I I mean I don't want to make it weird yeah actually because you know what for the sake of your anonymity yeah, probably shouldn't. Yes. Like that could be figured out. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'll tell you later. Okay. But um, yeah. Okay, can you give me a hint of one that you would fuck that is not in this room 
Uh-huh. If it's me, just say you. If it's one of these other guys, Why say would you them. do this to me? Because it's hilarious. Because of that look on your face right now. <laughs> do they listen to this? I mean, every, whoever's going to listen to it is going to listen to it. Oh, my it. God. You don't have to answer it. Okay. The one who introduced me to you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Great choice. Yeah. I... You hear that, man? <laughs> That's for you, buddy. He already knew. Like, whatever. Okay. Um. Well... I don't know. I have okay. Girl group. Who who of us? I don't know. If I should, should, should I? Uh, for the sake See, of anonymity. You know, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll now say that it's on you. No, I will say um, the girl whose name starts with the K. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it. I, I I'm I like I love our chemistry totally, yeah. and I pretty much told her I was like I think you're really fucking hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we have so much fun together. No. But definitely, definitely. I, I don't even care if she hears this. Yeah. I hope she does. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we really have ended on a horny note. Oh, I know. God. I mean, I, I get to sit in the bathroom for 20 minutes first, okay? Then you, oh my you God. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. um, this right. is what it always boils down to. I guess so. I guess so. But anyway, let's wrap up here. Okay. Thank you so much, Darcy Claire, for being here. This was so fucking cool. This has been hilarious. It really has been. <laughs> what a time. I, you know what? One of many good times. Yes. So. For more to come. Uh huh. Keyword come. Oh my God. Just don't pay me for it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Devil You Know. My name is Luke Holden, and this is my guest, Darcy Claire. Keep an eye out for her because you could wind up in bed with her for the right price. I'll drop my website link. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 